Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. If you're a Cooper Webb fan, you ain't going to like what I got to say about Cooper <laughs> Webb this week. Facts are facts, buddy. I mean, it is what it is. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Episode 7 of Title 24, presented by NBC Sports. I'm Ricky Carmichael. I got my man, Ryan Villapoto. He's a remote location. Spring break, bro. You're enjoying yourself. Glad to see it. First of all, uh, let's thank our sponsors, uh, United Motorsports, appreciate you guys. Boxo USA, and then of course Quadlock. Uh, wouldn't be here without you guys. So thanks for uh, jumping on board. But uh, RV, you got uh, you got the kiddos, the fam, and uh, you're on spring break action, huh? Yeah, we are. We are. We're out in. Uh, we flew into San Antonio today, and we're doing a little. I guess you call it a dude ranch. I guess a, a nicer dude ranch style. My wife wanted to bring the kids riding horses and and uh, not do the typical spring break. So we're doing that. And I have myself a nice cold beverage, Modelo. Oh, and you, uh, you, we're going to be breaking this down, buddy. I hear you. I, uh, it was, uh, it was a good weekend. You were there, you were there, uh, hanging out. Always good to, uh, well, I was teasing you. Yeah. I didn't even see you. You were busy. I was busy, but, uh, a wild weekend, uh, triple crown always, uh, puts it on for us, man. I think that, uh, it was a big weekend for Eli Tomac in my mind, after this weekend, I, I thought that he has always been in control, but I think uh, this it's his to lose at this point. What do you think? I, I, I have to agree. Um, he rode three phenomenal races. Obviously it was a triple crown. Like we're, like we're watching and we're, we've talked about every, and uh, you know, those that's adds a whole nother element. Like as everybody knows, like three gate drops or as racers know, three gate drops, there's, there's, there's three times for things to go wrong. Um, and now if it goes wrong in moto one, you have a time to come back and, you know, redeem yourself. But, uh, a guy in his position, I know that for me, I don't know if I would really like three gate drops a night because there's just, it just adds a whole mix of another element into the situation of, for problems, you know, first turn issues, uh, maybe just a washout. It just, it's, it's that much more stressful. I would think I've never really raced one other than monster cup. And it, and that was nerve wracking also. And there was no points on the line. Right. Did you, did you like the track? What'd you think of the track? Were you surprised by anything? So I thought the, so first time, first time for me to be to the, to that stadium, I've always raced in the old stadium. So went to that. That blew my mind by the way, because I I heard you on SMX uh, insider post race show. Thanks for coming on by the way. That was, that was epic. Like, and you were like, you'd never been there. I'm like, wait a minute. When, When was the last time you raced in Arizona? Would, which would have been 2014, which would have been in the old stadium with the wow. swimming pool. Should have wow. jumped. I should have jumped in that swimming pool. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> it would have been epic. Yeah, so it's oh, been a, okay, been a so while. 
What do you think of that place? The place is epic, isn't it? It is a great stadium, huge floor. I really like how they were able to put the finish line over there or part of the track over over in the corner. Right. Um, happened to be the finish line this weekend. Uh, but typical um, Phoenix, you know, hard pack, blue groove. I, I got to go out on the track. I went out on the track after everything had concluded and, and got to see some of the – I mean, there were patches of blue groove, you know, everywhere, like like Phoenix gets – but when you go and see it again, you know, I haven't seen it in a while. Uh, it's been years and you're like, man, there's just, it's, it looks like the test track and it was just one, one night of racing. So technical slippery. It was also a fast track. Wasn't a ton of opportunities to pass, but when, you know, watching practice, watching the race, I always knew that the start straight into the first turn, if you could set guys up through the, through the uh, option lane, that was your passing point of, of the night for me. That's, that's what I thought was going to be set them up, take your, take your time the rest of the lap and then, and then make the jump on them down the start straight uh, into that first turn. Hey, I, I got to disagree with you uh, on your comment from SMX post-race show. Dude, you, you think that that coop was better in the whoops this weekend than last, I mean, last week in Seattle, wasn't, wasn't that good, but you think he was like, Come on, dude. I mean, I think I, okay. So, um, I do think that he held his own in the whoops. I don't think there was a huge, I mean, he definitely gave up a 10th or two, which in, in supercross is a lot, especially at that level. So, um, I mean, I think, I think it could have been worse for him. I think it could have been a lot worse for him. So I think he did a, a good job managing the set of whoops. And that was actually one of the sections I went and looked at was the whoops, God yeah. went in to see how bad they broke down and how hard pack and what kind of traction was out there. And let me tell you, they were pretty tore up. I was actually a little surprised um, with, you know, just some of the holes that were in them. There was cups. Some of the whoops had a real cup in them and some of them were just broke down with knobs on them. So definitely I, I think he, he held his own in there, but de- not the fastest guy that, that that's for sure. Well, that leads me to uh, to the next topic. I think move along. Yeah, to your point, dude. Eli crushed it. There's no doubt about it. I think he take he took command. Not that he hasn't been in a really good spot. I think he's always had the advantage. Uh, but dude, I, I think I think what for for what Cooper did. I think Cooper went rogue on what got him to where he is. We can talk about that a little bit later. I talked about it on the broadcast. I don't know if you watched it, but I just basically said he went against everything that he is so good at whether it's starting inside positioning himself well, like he needed to rely on that craft that he has because he's not the fastest. He's not the fastest in the whoops and just, yeah, rely on that craft that got him to be tied in points. So we're going to start, we're going to start with where it went good. The first race for Cooper Webb, but we're going to break down the starts and I want to get your insight on it and what you think and your insight and analysis on the situation. But we're going to roll where Cooper started on the first race. Two inside the box. Cooper is perfect to what Ryan said. He's right next to Chase Sexton, but he just creeps around the inside. They get through that first rhythm lane right there. And he's, what was he? Probably, probably third, but yeah, right, right, behind, third. right behind Tomac. So do you like that position that he was in? Do you think that was a bold move that uh, what where Eli started? Okay, yeah, so I, I have it right on my little notes right here that I made really quick is um, just a, a little bit of insight as I heard the lines, every every pad outside, the, the ruts outside of the gate were there was a lot of holes, um, not so so great traction on some of them. But it was a shocker to see how far Eli did start outside there. I said anything inside the box 
um, is going to be good. So looking at that, watching Coop, um, they are two inside the box, uh, came in, came into the first turn in a good position, was able to sneak up the inside. Um, Eli controlled the situation from the outside, but back to my point of three races, um, to start on the outside is, is pretty crazy. You got Coop on the uh, two inside, like I said, was able to manage his way in, just beat Kenny out and into the first turn. And also Jason, and was able to come up the inside there and, uh, you know, hold his own and come out in about third. Yeah. This look about, looks about third right there on, on the video that we're watching, um, for anybody that's not, uh, that's tuning in for, for just the podcast version of it. Um, we got the, the highlights here on, on YouTube. So yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, that first start was very, was very good for Coop. So then we go to, then we go to the second race and, I'm not going to say anything because I want to get your your analysis on this. So Coop is on the outside of Eli Tomac. We all know how far Eli started on the front or the first race. Here he is, uh, the second race, completely outside. Eli fades out as he should have. He had the advantage. Thoughts on that, and and why do you I mean, think, I just, why I, do you think Coop did that? I just counted. He was five outside the box. Five outside the box. There's only 22 gates, so that's that's really far outside. I know the first turn kind of had two turns in it. It was a big, wide first turn, but he leaves himself out to dry. Um, why? Tell me why you think like what? Like would you have done that? You know. Okay, so he did start next to Eli. So was it was he playing head games? I don't know. Was he say I'm going to start on the outside of Eli and beat him to the first turn? Eli got out of the gate right there. I we you know it was watching. Eli got out of the gate and yep. pulled out on him and 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 you know it, there's no way for Coop to come in. He, he already was a bar length behind. It really comes down to the width of a grip makes yep. the difference. If your grip is in front of the guy next to you, you control the situation. And he's and also Eli started next to Dean Wilson. Um, from what I'm watching right now, uh, the re the replay. And he was able to shut Dean out and then had a whole extra bike length to start to move in already is right out of the gate. Cause he shut, shut Dino out. And then also Coop was out. He had a bar length on Coop too. So honestly, I don't know the, the strategy behind that other than maybe head games or, yeah. or was it strictly that, Hey, Eli pulled a whole shot from the outside moto one and I'm going to try it. So, but like I said before, when we started this conversation currently, I heard a lot of the gates outside, a lot of the, the ruts outside of the gate were, were not very good. There was only a few good ones. So, and that's how, that's typically how Phoenix gets, you know, before greats were ever a thing, you go down to the line and you might only have three good uh, gates out of 22. So, right. um, you know, that, that's what, that's, that's what I kind of liked about no greats is, is lap times and practice come down to being so crucial because you you have to get within the first three gate picks for the main event or for the qualifier to, to have a good gate, then also have a great qualifier so that you're not left out to dry. I'm going to speculate and hear me out here. So I think he did. I think Cooper did well. Obviously he did well. The first, the first race, Eli didn't get out, you know, get away. So I, I personally feel there is an element there where he is going to play games with Eli. I think he was rolling the dice a little bit. He's like, all right, I'm going to start next to you. Now, this is total speculation. I'm just guessing. I'm going to start next to you. I'm going to start on the outside of you. And if I, if I get the jump on you, he, he, of course, he's going to shut him down, right? So yep. I feel like maybe he was a little overconfident of how well he did that first round. 
and he took that opportunity to play head games like like you were saying. So that's my opinion. I feel like maybe, you know, that that that's why he did it. You could look at it two ways, but I think he had so much confidence that, you know, he's like, okay, now I'm going to try to beat him mentally. And if I get the jump, I'm going to close him out, then I'll, then I'll have it. But, dude. So we go to the third race. And so he has a crappy start, start, start pick. You already talked about it because – he he got fifth he got fifth pick because I think he got fifth in the second moto, so at that point you're pretty much hosed, right? Compared yep. to your competitors, yep. and you have to. Wouldn't you have to go inside at this point? I personally, like I like I said before, I'll stand <laughs> on it. Uh, every, anything inside the doghouse, and I think I, that's where I would have gone. Now I wasn't sitting down there on the gate to see exactly what those ruts look like. But yes, I would, I would have gone inside somewhere. I don't know if it would have been next to the box or very inside three from the inside. You know, James was always really good at that where he would pick the inside. And then all of a sudden you, you watch video and you're like, dude, he got smoked off the gate or got smoked down the straightaway, but he sucks around the inside and he comes out in third. So, and that was the perfect scenario. That was the perfect first turn because everybody would go deep and go outside because it kind of had two turns to it. And then it leaves the whole inside open. Um, so I think that's where I would have gone. Well, we have some video of it and this is a third one. So everyone that is uh, just listened to our podcast and not tuned in on YouTube, this is a third start. And he took, it, it, it's almost like he took your advice Coop starts on way, like probably midway through on the inside of the doghouse. Yep. And he comes out, I don't know, what do you say, probably sixth maybe? Yep, five seven. five or six it looked like right there. Yeah. So, all right, give, give me your take on give me your take on this, and then I'll, I'll tell you what I think. It looked like you got a decent jump off the line, but right out front, uh, Kenny had a grip in front of him, and Kenny controlled the situation, which was on the inside of him. And also Jason Anderson was on the inside of – um, of uh, or no AC, it looks like on the inside of um of those two. So right. if you don't have that grip in front, your your race is over to the first turn at that point. You're you're jockeying for to just to stay up at that point because if you don't have that you know grip or half a wheel in front, you have no control over the first turn. And your you know your your best option is is to watch some things play out so you can understand what's going to happen and then hopefully find a hole and didn't really find a hole in that, in, on that third start. He, you know, came out around fifth or sixth and you can't give a guy like Eli or chase first and second position no. when you're fifth or sixth, especially with a track that is kind of hard to pass on. Well, and, and like, it's almost like car racing. The, the, the times are so tight, but to your point, you're exactly right. You can't give Eli or chase that spot or that track position early if you're not faster than them and you can't make up that spot, cause you're going to lose. If you're, if you're fifth and your two competitors are first and second and you're, you're, you're stuck behind some other guys, you're going to lose at least three, three seconds, the first lap, maybe another two, the second lap. So now you're five seconds back after two or three laps. Yep. And like I said, if you're not the fastest guy, you, you're not gonna. You're not gonna. And, you, and, and, and even to that, remember we're, we're talking about a triple crown event this weekend or last weekend, and uh, you know less time, and so you're in a situation where, like you said, three seconds the first lap, two seconds next, and if you're only a couple tenths quicker through, and you have a shorter time of making that time up, it's it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, I 
I, dude, I go back to, I think it was, I think he was overconfident. He rode good the first race straight up. I honestly, I, because he was so far off in time, what he was like a second slower than Eli in qualifying time. Coop obviously races a lot better. We know that, but still a second's a, a fair amount. I think he surprised me on how well he did and how close he kept Eli that first moto. So maybe he was feeling confident. I think he went against everything that he has got him to where he is. Then it didn't work out for him. So now everything snowballs. He only gets fifth the second race. And now he's put him in a, himself in a crappy spot for gate pick on the third round. You talked about it, the, the ruts. And even Eli said this in the, in the post-race press conference that, um, you know, it was the lines after the gate that were completely, completely just worked. So, I mean, at this point, Coop is just hanging on. And, you know, I think it bit him. I think it was a poor decision. I, I, I'm probably being hard. If you're a Cooper Webb fan, you ain't going to like what I got to say about Cooper <laughs> Webb this week on, on Title 24 because that's the way I see it. You know what? Maybe we can get him on uh, next week and, and he can walk us through and call us liars. But nevertheless, <laughs> that's what I think, dude. I, I, I have to agree. I, I, I think it was – it was some poor decision making uh, on. I, I just I'm looking at some of these guys when they're out. Even Eli, you know, like, but he was able to pull it off. He's been getting. I think it's probably the best starts he's had. I think in his career potentially. Yeah. Oh, for um, sure. Consecutively, been where he's doing it every weekend. He's showing up and he's and he's putting himself in a great position. Well, that just makes your championship fight that much easier when you put yourself in that position starting first, second, third, you know, it's, it's, uh, it makes such a, such a difference to be up in the front of the pack uh, on the first lap. Oh, well, so then, okay. Another, another time where he just completely loses his mind and goes against what he was doing. Now he was getting held up quite a bit by uh, Jason Anderson. I mean, he was working him hard. So here's a replay. He, this, this is probably, this is way well over halfway through the race and he's behind Anderson he comes into the corner, and as he comes into the corner, he just absolutely punts. I wouldn't say punts, but he makes some gnarly contact with, with Anderson. I think it – I don't know. Do, do, do you think this I mean, one I'm gonna, I'm gonna, he went. He went in there to either scare him to hopefully have Jason get on the brakes, which Jason isn't that guy. He's going to stay in it. And, uh, you know, watching, uh, you know, live and watching replay that we're watching currently um, – if it were me, I would have, I think he should have held it up and made that, made that move to the whoops right in, uh, right before the, the, the turn before the whoops. And why I say that is, is because he could have potentially put himself on the inside. He was on the inside for the whoops. At this point, he didn't make the pass stick in the turn before the on off triple before the whoops. So now he's now on the outside. So there's no options here. He even, he's got a half a bike on him, but he's still behind. He's on the outside. He's put himself on the outside. I think I would have waited to, to, to make that move bef- uh, in the turn before the whoops because if they would have contacted, even if it was the same scenario, contacted, watch Jason go way out to the outside, Jason wouldn't have had it. He would have had a terrible run in the whoops because if you watch him when, he, when they contacted, Jason almost went off the track because Coop's right hand, throttle hand grabbed uh, Jason's clutch hand and it, and it twisted the wheel. Right. So he almost went off the track. So I think if that would have happened at the same scenario, but in the right-hand turn, Coop obviously stayed straight and, and Jason went towards off the track. It's a set of whoops. You got to have your drive. You got to make sure you get through the turn clean and, and get through those whoops. They were tough all night. 
And uh, I think he would have made the pass stick if he would have waited one turn. Well, and Jason, I mean, Jason's fast. He was fast all night. And and it, as that track got drier, I felt like it got harder to pass. A lot of those, those uh, passing moments up the inside that you and I kind of talked about on that start straight, those passes were less and less there. You just couldn't rely on that grip and lean the bike over. But uh, I, but it goes back to what we talked about. And, you know, he started on the outside, bold move, maybe overconfident. And now, you know, he couldn't get by. He couldn't get by Jason. I mean, he was trying, 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 probably got frustrated. And then, yeah, he did that to Jason. Now, looking forward, and you know this, RV, I don't, I don't see Anderson doing him any favors from this point on. Do you? Yeah, we've kind of talked about that in the past. You know, you got to be careful on who you get yourself involved with on the track because you you don't want to have too many enemies. And Jason's probably not the guy you want because he ain't scared to throw it in on any. It doesn't matter if he's in the championship hunt or not. Um, so yeah, I think he's probably got a little bit of a target on his back potentially because Jason's not going to forget it. <laughs> no, no, no. So yeah, uh, you know, another thing that you have to deal with when you, when you put yourself in that position, and I think he's, you know, he's smart. Obviously Coop is smart. He's intelligent. He's got great craft. So I, I'd be, I don't think he makes that same mistake, but now, now he's got, he's got, he's got to get after his seven points down, but so we've we, we've broken down all of these starts, dude. How about how about Kevin Moran's that uh, that third start, bro? I I okay. So he got AP up the inside. Kevin comes in and it, man, runs into the swing arm of Eli, but also <laughs> uh, I'm actually shocked that he didn't collect Chase with him um, because they come. To, it looks like you can watch Chase right here. Like once again, folks, we're watching replay and. Yeah. And Chase got all squirrely coming in because Kevin hit him too and then blew into the side of Eli and then it spit um, it spit Kevin off. And, uh, you know, I mean, every guy on that gate's up there for the same same exact reason, you know. And, but I th watching and, and, and breaking this down, he didn't have the wheel to the first turn. You know, Eli was coming in there on a lean, coming in faster, had the, had the line. Yep. And Kevin just blew into the side of Chase, then then to Eli, and then it just spit him off. And Eli, I mean, surprisingly, it didn't collect anybody else. It just collected himself. So I mean, that could have been absolute melee. It, it's crazy because it's almost like he he breaks right, and then he lets off the brakes because then it's like he passes Sexton. Yeah, and it's like. Yeah, he comes in and it's like, okay, I'm I'm in the first turn, but then it's like it keeps going, and that's when he blows into Eli, and yeah, and uh, yeah, just the wheels fall off the off the wagon for sure. Um, it, it's and, you know. it's so hard to like listen to your point. Like these guys are out there; they're some of the best Supercross racers in the world, for sure. And Kevin is a great starter. He always has been on two fifties, now four fifties, and I think there's level of guys out there you know you got five seven guys that for sure can win that speed um it's it, it, it's hard to explain this and i want everyone to understand this and ryan if you can explain it a little bit better yep you know if i i think there's tiers right yeah the top tier yeah the the, the guys like from from seventh to twelfth and then you yep. got the 12th to 22nd and correct me if I'm wrong. I, you know, from first to fifth to seventh, like those, 
they race completely different. They do things a lot different. That's why those guys are up front. They've won a lot of races. They've won championships. It's just they, they ride at a different level. And I'm all for like guys coming in and getting good starts and do that. But if, if, I, would, if I was advising Morans, I'm like, listen, dude, if you're up in this, 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 this top echelon, the A group, if you will, you got to know how they race. I mean, what's your take, dude? Go, go for it. I, I agree. Um, in that, in that position, um, you know, like, like, like you mentioned, like they're all out there for the same reason. There's 22 gates out there on, on the line and, uh, they're some of the best supercross racers from first to the 22nd, you know, they're, yeah. they're out there for, and they've made that main event, you know, so they, they should be out there, but yes, I, I agree I do agree with you that in the first, you know, it, we do race different. There are guys in that position do race different, you know, nothing against Kevin. Like he's, he hasn't been in that position up front, like rate, you know, racing. So, um, because I think the first turn was so fast too, it wasn't a tight first turn where guys are really on the brakes and they were really slowing down. You came into that first turn with, with, with a lot of speed and, um, you know, I think he was, his plan was to probably hope those guys were going to go, go wide, but you know, those guys are, so, they're so technically, you know, balanced when it comes to coming in there wide open breaks and I'm going to just hug the inside, you know, and, and he probably maybe wasn't ready for that to, to, to see how tight, you know, Eli was going to be able to hold it or Chase was going to be able to hold it. You know, yeah. a guy, I could say a guy like in, in that position and Eli's position would probably come in, right and blow the turn he would go way too far outside because he's like oh here i come i got the whole shot i'm gonna run this thing in i'm not letting this go and then all the top guys go up the inside well that's exactly what these guys were they were coming in and eli would have went even tighter if it wasn't for for kevin's kevin coming into the side of him um i think eli would have been able to come three or four feet inside of where he actually went yeah uh, so i don't think kevin was expecting you know, it, how tight those guys were coming into that first turn. That's Dude, just you are, that is, you are, uh, that is great analysis on it. So I was going to tell you, like, so I wanted to get your reaction first and you nailed it exactly what he, he said on his Instagram, you know, basically he said like, he didn't think that those guys were going to pinch down that hard and it yep. plays right into what, exactly what you said. So everybody listening. <laughs> I didn't I see that. I, I, I don't follow Kevin. I didn't see that on Instagram. I did. Uh, you, you know, so that's, that's, that's well, good. It, it, yeah. It goes to your point though. Like, you know, and it's, it's, it, it's not a slight towards him. Listen, he's doing the best he can. Hey, what he's doing, by the way, give him a, everyone listening, tuning into this podcast, give him a follow. It's pretty cool what he's been able to do and the, how he gets his funding and the supporters mm -hmm. that he has. So it's cool, but he, yeah, he just, he wasn't anticipating that and you explained it absolutely perfect. So I, I think, He's going to keep getting good hole shots. So he, he has to be mindful of that. I mean, cause obviously he doesn't want something to happen to the top guys with five races remaining. I mean, yeah, let alone, let alone the top guy luck. I mean, you know, looking back, luckily for the championship's sake, nothing happened at all except for himself. But think about if, if, if Kevin can, uh, you know, learn from that mistake and put himself back in that position and be like, okay, these dudes are, these dudes are going to be able to hug it tight or, you know, whatever that first turn scenario is. And if he, he would have come out in third or fourth and put himself in a phenomenal position. And also yeah. once again, it was a triple crown race. So less time. So, 
you know, you don't have the, the guys being able to work through the pack. And, you know, if there's somebody that's, that is going to beat him, that's starting from behind passes him. He puts himself in a, in a phenomenal position to, to potentially have one of his best finishes. Dude. I like when I was, <laughs> it reminded me when I saw that I used to hate being in a position where I did like, if, so when I first started racing the truck series, we always would qualify good. And there were times where I'm like, I don't want to qualify good because I'm up there. These guys are like, especially at the beginning of the race, they're making aggressive passes early on. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm freaking in the way here, dude. Like, I just like, I almost wanted to pull over and just put my hand out the side and just like wave people by. But I wonder if he ever gets that feeling, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I cannot answer that question because I, I mean, I was never in that position, you know, I, but I can tell you, I, I mean, I, 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 for myself and I could probably speak for you, no yeah. matter what position you're in the, you want to start up front. So oh. yeah. <laughs> it makes your life so much easier. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney world? Like, Hey, we came to play. Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Jet Lawrence. Finally gets it, uh, gets the triple crown. I think that was, that was, that was, uh, you know, I think, uh, uh, that was on his shoulders. That was some weight on his shoulders. I think to, to finally knock that one out of the park. I can't remember which one it was, which race it was, but well, was it, was it the first or the second one where, where RJ rode so well? And it's like, it's almost like, um, jet just kind of like, he didn't, he just like, he surrendered. He didn't push it. Like he was super focused on not overriding. Well, and well, I'm going to bring it up. I mean, I've mentioned this on the show again, uh, before the, the way Hunter and jet, we're talking about jet currently the way they ride the, the maturity they have, um, you know, there's it's like three gate drops. You don't have to win all three of those gate drops to win the triple crown. It's putting yourself in the best position, all three races, and, you know, with the lowest points scored right. for, for the overall. And, you know, that's, that's one thing that I watch and you, and you, and you, and you look, cause I was never that way. I never could put myself in the position to be like, okay, I'm going to settle for this. I would maybe not win or, or do as well as I wanted, but it, it didn't matter. And this is the gate drop to the checkered flag. 
I was balls to the wall the whole time, pretty much. Right. I had no in between. It's really cool to see the, the the maturity that both of them have because they haven't been doing it for for, for very long. Um, you know, Supercross that that is that uh, anyways. And you know, Jet's moving up to the 450 uh, for outdoors, and I you know I I think he's ready. It shows that he's ready. The the decisions that he's making are 450 decisions. So it's it's really cool to see. It's 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 something that the lights class hasn't seen in a long time, if ever. Maybe mm-hmm. this consistency, this um, you know maturity in a rider that's as young as Jet is. So he's 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 phenomenal. Oh, do you must be on uh, the Lawrence payroll, bro? That's all you do is talk about how good they are. How do you not? How do you not talk about how good each of them are? Because um, yeah, I don't. Why don't you ask some of the fans? They were giving uh, DB a hard times. Like all you did was kiss his butt the whole three hours. <laughs> yeah, but okay, that's that's great. You facts are facts, buddy. I mean, it is what it is. The the. They, they put it up front every time. They don't make any dumb mistakes most of the time. I mean, it's racing's racing, right? Things are going to happen. And they learn, too, to your point. Dude, they make adjustments. You they're know. nonstop adjusting, you know, not, not in a bad way. It's not like they're doing clickers, half clicks here, half clicks there. No, they're doing race decision and how can we be better? Like, hey, we know our platform's already good. It's not our platform that is making the mistakes. It's us that are making the mistakes. And they correct it. Hey, before we go to, we got, we got a video for you guys. Before we roll it, I want to talk about something real quick before we show you guys the save of the week. But um, so last week or the, the, the last race, Seattle, a race before last, Jet talked about, and, and I want to ask you if you've ever been in this position, Jet had talked about how he was just bummed at how he had rode. It almost looked as though he wasn't pumped with the win, you know, totally. He was more bummed about how he rode that night than he was about winning the race. Have you ever been in a position where you're like, yeah, that's cool. I got the win, but I didn't ride up to my true potential and what I know I can ride at. To be honest, I'm going to say no. I think uh, even if I didn't ride to my potential um, and I got that win that night, it's still, it's yeah. I, I, I honestly, I mean, sure. We go back and, and, and download and dialogue with, okay, it could have been better here. could have been better there. But as for me mentally, I think that, that no, I really didn't look at like, oh man, even if I won the race, I was like, oh man, I should have been better over there. I should have been, I was the best that night and I, and I won, even though if I didn't ride to my potential, because you also have to look at too, like, I guess talking from, 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 for me is I was racing the best, or, you know, and you too, I was, and I was racing the best guys in the world at Supercross and I ended up winning that night and I was, and I was off. Well, hell, I think that was, that's a win in itself. You can't critique it that hard. Sure. Is there things every weekend we come back right after every, every, every time it's like, Oh, we could have been better in the whoops. Could have done this, could have done that a little bit better. You know, you hear it from the mechanic, you hear it from the truck driver, you hear it from your dad, you hear, I mean, there's, there's noise and noise is just, you know, everywhere. So you got to learn to block a lot of that out too. And especially if you get the win, you know, it's like, okay, yes, I could have been better, but Hey guys, we, 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 we got the win tonight. And so, no, I don't think I ever looked at it like, like jet did in that it's like man i'm bummed that i didn't that i that i should have rode better even though with the win i was always stoked just to get you know like i was you know maybe not from the fans point of view maybe it didn't look like i was stoked but that was a ton of pressure off my shoulders that night yeah <laughs> well, that's, yeah i i thought it was interesting but 
Hey, man, I, I think to, to, to what we always talk about, we're praising the Lawrences because you and I, you know, people who have, we've done well in many situations. Uh, I, I feel like we, we can see that craft in him and not a lot of, not a lot of guys have that. So mm. I think people tuning into our, you know, our podcast and, and, and even if it's not RVRI talking about it and someone else is mentioning the same thing, that's just, we're just trying to share with you guys what we see and why, why we like what they do. It's, there's not a lot of people that can do that, but uh, yeah. anyhow. Um, hey, the save of the weekend for sure, bro. Let's Here roll this tape. Go for it. <laughs> there you go, RJ, man. Just got the real Huckabucks. Was able to, I, I'm, to, to be honest, right here is rear tire completely misses one and then just falls right in the hole of, of one of those right here. Misses completely. Rear oh. tire misses completely. Ride Dude, the ball. It, it's, like a, it, it's like a mechanical bull. That is so gnarly. How he hung on to that thing. I my for sure my arms would have been like Popeye, it'd have been done. Like that you said, like heart rate had to be sky high, bro. Yeah, heart rate spikes. Um, you know, in that position, being being um we've all had those 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 moments, right? In the whoops where it just you hit something and the bike goes sideways or it get, get starts giving you the huck of bucks and and your only option is, is to to stay, is to hold that thing it on. Um, and I think, uh, you know, watching that, like for sure spiked his heart rate, but he was able to, to maintain it right behind jet there. Definitely lost some time. Um, that is you know, so gnarly. Could have been I a mean, lot. Just, we just keep watching this replay and it is that this front angle is just blows my mind right here. Yeah. And actually, he's missed, it out. Ricky his rear tire missed two complete whoops. <laughs> that doesn't happen very often without going down. No, he held on to it. He, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. He, great job, great job, great job from him for uh, for hanging on to that thing. Clearly, clearly, he's he's one of the strongest guys out there because not many probably would have made it through that in the lights class. Yeah, more letter. So that, that 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 that's just the save of the week. We're gonna have a little uh, little quad lock question of the week here uh, here shortly. So uh, stay tuned in. What else did you see from the two fifty uh, class? Any. 250 West, anything you like? You know, I uh, got to bring up Levi. Um, you know, yeah. it seemed like he put him, he put himself in some pretty good positions. Um, I think it was Moto One. Yeah. I think that he put himself in a great position and he definitely made like it was about two or three laps there. Qu qu uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It's either first or second Moto where he made a ton of mistakes. And after the race, I actually, um, before doing the the interview down there um, by press conference there, I asked him, dude, what happened? You know, and I'm fairly close with Levi from, from Washington state, you know, we're, we're buddies. And I'm like, he goes, dude, I don't know. I'm like, dude, you lost, I mean, you, you lost two or three, two positions, right. like, two positions, uh, missing rhythm sections. Um, and he says, dude, I don't know what happened. So I don't know if it, uh, you know, but, but he's been riding phenomenal. I also got to bring up too with Levi, um, I think that's his seventh or eighth race. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it might have been his seventh. Yep. So, so if you really look at it, yes, he's a little bit older. I think he's twenty-two years old. You know, he might look like a veteran, but do, but, but, uh, folks, he's only got seven races under his belt in Supercross, and and I don't, and maybe a whole outdoor season, but uh, Supercross and outdoors is completely different. So I think he's doing a, a really good job. I would I would like to see him get more consistent because I think he's got the speed, he's got the talent. He reminds me of watching Kevin ride Wyndham. Yeah, 
um, you know, long and lanky and, you know, can do some really awesome things on the motorcycle. His potential is there. I think if he, if he really could, um, you know, have, if he, if he was a little further along the road, I think he could give a run for, I don't, I don't want, I don't know if I would say championship, but definitely more race wins. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, he's, uh, he's going to be a contender for next year for sure. I, I think he will be a title. He will be a title contender. He's going to be one of them for sure. Well, um, we did a, um, we did a little, uh, poll on our Instagram page. It's pretty cool over the weekend. Um, we asked, uh, if the, if the fans like triple crown, cause we, you and I do, we're sitting do. on the cat. Well, we're sitting here watching some, right. I'm not drinking an adult beverage while I'm on the broadcast, but maybe you are sometimes, uh, anyhow, well, it's seven in the morning, RC. Now I'm on your time. That's fine. <laughs> Hello, right here, buddy. <laughs> yes, I'm jealous. Um, so the results are 56% uh, says that they like uh, three per year is perfect. Um, they don't. 27% uh, are not fans. 12% uh, yes, but more than three would be better. And then only 5% says yes, make it every dude. Every round, could you? Who, who even thought about putting that up on the on the Instagram? Like, make every round a triple crown. I mean, how interesting would it be if it was every round? Yeah. I mean, oh. think about all the conversation and the racing and the and the and the things that come from the triple crowns. To be honest, if Feld can turn around and said, "Hey, we're going triple crown all the way through." I'd be like, dude, this is going to be epic. <laughs> right? hundred percent. Like, honestly, like it's, it's, uh, it also from a fitness standpoint, which I was thinking about this the other night, I was like, how would you, how, how would I think about this? And I know for, uh, for me and you fitness yeah. was a, was a, was a huge strong point for us when huge, we were racing Huge deal. and we could, we could bank on guys, falling apart from lap 10 to 15 or even lap 18. And we knew we had it in the tank still, but it brings in a whole nother element of other winners when you have all, with, with less time. So uh, your championship gets even deeper with how many guys are involved because not everybody can do 20 minutes and win a race. There's only about four of them that can actually a true 20 minute wire to wire battle it out. There's, there's probably only, you know, three or four out there that could run, uh, toe to toe in 20 minutes. So when you shorten those times, um, you add yourself from three or four, you know, you're going to get up into, to, into eighth place that potentially could win. We haven't seen it, but you know, you go down the roster list of, of who's in, in, in that's racing and it, you know, there's factory teams back to eighth, ninth, ninth place. So yeah. You think you think if uh, Chase Sexton, well, he's the Triple Crown champion this year, by the way. Great job, Chase. That's right. Good yeah. Job. Do you do you think that he would rather trade that in for the the granddaddy? A hundred percent. For a Supercross championship or Triple Crown, I mean, look, I, 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 it's it's cool they have a series inside of a series, but there ain't nothing like that big dog sitting right behind you, right there. Um, you know, you got, you got yeah. four of them, so you're doing all right too. But exactly. So, I mean, I got the, I'm in the hotel room now, but yeah, at home there's four sitting in the office and, and, uh, there's no replacing that folks. I can tell you that. 
Supercross Futures, it's always cool. Uh, I love watching these guys. And what's really cool, um, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Ryder DeFrancisco. Um, and I shared this on the broadcast. And, it, and, and it's not just him, but he was obviously running second the whole time behind uh, Bomer. Uh, great job, uh, Juju, for, for your dub. That was awesome. And Dax for the podium. Cochran, I think, got fourth right there at the last second. But watching those guys and their progression, and I'll go back to to um, to Ryder D. If you go watch Salt Lake City and the Whoops, okay, and I think the Whoops were easier in Salt Lake City than they were, damn sure, a lot easier than what those guys faced this weekend. Yep. Watch how much better he is, and that's the progression that I love seeing from from not only him, but but everyone everyone across the board. Yeah, no, Ryder rode, uh, rode really well. Juju was was phenomenal also. It's yeah. really cool to be able to see, um, you know, this the futures be able to have this platform because, I mean, the guys like, you know, me, you, Ricky, and yeah. pretty much everybody other than, you know, from three years previous has never had this opportunity um, to be able to go and race uh, a legit Supercross track in front of, you know, I think we had a, there was about 45,000, I would say for this weekend. Oh, that, yeah. That place was slammed. I don't know how, but you know, what was cool too is I'm glad that, yeah, it's an awesome platform to your, your point. I am so pumped that they ran them when they did. Uh, I think it was before the third motos maybe. Yeah. Was it? Dude, that track was, I mean, it gets no more real than that. So you, you just have to think from a Supercross Futures rider, like that's what you're going to be faced with. You know, the track ain't always good. So now you know, like for you and I, dude, I wish we could have had that. Only thing that you and I had was what the track was like during the, pra like the practice week. Yep. So these guys, now they know what to expect. So they can prepare for that. They can learn that. And it's, I think it's, it's, it's going to give them more experience. Maybe there won't be as more injuries because of it because they know what to expect and they won't go full sin when they don't have to or they can prepare properly. Exactly. And I think also, too, it's like maybe it wasn't that hard or it wasn't what they were expecting in a good way. Like, oh, man, I was always expecting the track to be this way by from right. always watching in the stands at, 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 mm -hmm. uh, at bird's eye view. And, you know, like, oh, I could jump that or I can do yeah. this. It looks easy in the stands. Like, it does, right? I was up in the stands this weekend. I'm like, this whoops look like nothing, bro. I got that. No problem right now. And then I go down and walk, look at them and there's got holes and, 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 and even like big round, like rocks almost in them. Like the, the, the whoops were starting to really fall apart. Were they curled backwards? There was a couple that had some legit cups in them, but also I was more uh, looking at the whoops that they were very kind of almost uneven and pockets oh. were coming apart. And then I'll let alone all the, all the tire marks on them, the Dunlop tires were just, you know, obviously hooking up because they were just leaving rubber on the track everywhere. I mean, there was patches of blue groove through them. So to your point of these, these lights or these futures mm -hmm. riders being able to yeah. get, get that under their belt and be like, okay, well, man, it really wasn't as bad as I expected. You know, I think that's a big thing is the unknown for yeah. a guy coming out of Loretta Lynn's like, okay, what am I up against? So right. now they kind of know what they're up against. And yeah. that's a huge thing then to know what you're up against or to just show up. Like I showed up at Anaheim one and it's like, here we go, dog. It's, 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 <laughs> you're either you're in or you're out and here right. we go. And that's a scary thing. But if yeah. you out there and be able to ride, like to your point of being that they were um, four motos in, I believe four motos. Yeah. 
Yep. Um, there was still a lights main, uh, the last lights main and the, in the 450 main. Right. And they like you to, to what you were saying, the track was, they didn't get a clean, they didn't get a heat race. They did not get a heat race track. They got a legit supercross track. Before we get to our quad lot question of the week, let's, uh, let's thank our sponsors. Make sure you guys check them out. Unitedmotorsports.com. Hey, they got six locations across Ohio and Kentucky, whatever you need. Hey, check them out online. Their online store is up and running. Some great people over there. They got everything that you need, parts, accessories, apparel. They got you covered. Boxo USA, check them out. Um, what I love about Boxo, number one, uh, how organized their, their box uh, sets are. Good stuff. Uh, good quality. I love, we talk about every single weekend or every single week also is uh, their lifetime warranty. Super, super easy. Um, I got a couple boxo sets uh, in my in my garage. Got my uh, tool bag for when I go adventure riding, which is uh, which is really nice. And then, of course, uh, last but not least, uh, Quadlock, uh, best in the game as far as phone cases go. Whatever you need, um, I like their um, their vibration um, dampener that they have when we're on our adventure rides. Um, that, that thing is key so that your uh, phone doesn't get smoked, the, the camera the camera uh, doesn't get smoked. So uh, good stuff. Check them out online. If you want a discount, uh, Title24, um, it's website-wide. So just type in Title24 for the promo code, both United Motorsports and Boxo USA. Uh, we appreciate you guys for all your support, and hopefully uh, all of our viewers and listeners make your way over there. got our quad lock question of the week and this one comes um from briar star did an interview with this guy uh not long ago but he had a good question and i can't wait to hear what you have to say about this he says i think talking about jet going to the 450s would be interesting for sure maybe how big the transition will be for him when he does make that leap so uh mm. i think it's going to be huge what do you think that transition is going to be like, RV? Myself, personally, I want to ask you, uh, to Briar's point, wh where do you think is going to be areas that he might struggle with or what do you think he's going to be really good at? So I, I jet moving up to the 450 is definitely going to be a jump. Racing a 250 and racing a 450, yes, they're very similar, but there's also they're not similar at all in, in certain aspects. And I think the that what could catch him off guard is the things that, that catch him off guard that a 450 does, which would be, you know, like outdoors or supercross. When those things get sideways and things like that, not that he's not strong enough, not that he's not a big – that he's going to be able to handle it, but – it's different racing at that pace on a 250 that that only has X amount of horsepower and is is quite a bit lighter. Then you get yourself in that in that 450 position and that sucker gets sideways on you and or maybe you weren't expecting it because what happens with a 450, a lot of things will pop up that that's unexpected that a 250 won't do. Like you'll be just blitzing the whoops a hundred times and you're fine. All of a sudden you hit one wrong with the added horsepower, with the added weight, you know, things like that. Now I don't. I'm not sitting here saying that's going to happen to him, but it very well could. Um, that there's going to be some learning. There's going to be. He's going to have some learning time there. I think. But I think the biggest biggest thing is, and and everybody deals with it. I mean, I dealt with it. You dealt with it. Everybody that's made the move is the the the, the workload. 
the workload yeah. of 17 rounds of supercross and will be 11 rounds of, of outdoors this year. You know, this year he won't get that load factor because he's coming from, from, um, the lights class and he'll just get the, the outdoors, the outdoor effect of it. But next year when he rolls in, you know, we do, uh, it's 17 races and 18 weekends. And that is, you know, that's no joke, you know, like it's, it's oh. just like, um, you know, baseball or, or, or football where these guys play, you know, a couple games a week. Well, we race every single Saturday, like everybody knows, well, you twist an ankle, you hurt a finger, um, you're just not feeling it. Like it doesn't matter there, it, the race is happening and then they're happening, like I said, in 17, 17 races and 18 weekends. And then next year when he does a full schedule of supercross and a full, you know, and then with whatever that break is that, that, that the, the promoters put in there is so if it's a two weekend break, if it's a one weekend break, like that's not a lot of time to make the transition. And, uh, the workload just goes through the roof, you know? So, uh, managing that he's got Johnny O on his side and the Honda, you know, Honda guys on his side too. So they've all seen it dealt with it, but as from the rider standpoint, it definitely, uh, it definitely makes a difference. Right. Right. That, hey, great. Copy paste. What, what RV just said, copy paste Briar. That's I, I would have said the exact same thing. So, uh, uh in six days time, it's going to be a, a big one. We're going to be outside. Here you go. Motorsports on NBC, big weekend this weekend. Starts Thursday, SMX Insiders, Jason Wygant, Daniel Blair. You can find it on YouTube. Then Saturday, grab your cup of coffee and check out with Race Day Live. It starts at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Peacock. You won't want to miss it. After that, 3 p.m. Eastern live on NBC. This is going to be massive. It's round 13 of Monster Energy AMA Supercross from Atlanta Motor Speedway. Don't miss out, SMX Insider. Follows the show just after that on YouTube. It's going to be a, a, a big weekend. And then Sunday, huge day on Sunday, more two-wheel action. MotoGP is in Austin, Austin, Texas, that is. It's going to be good. We saw a couple of the uh, MotoGP guys last weekend um, in, in Glendale. Grand Prix of the Americas from Circuit of the Americas. Tune in there. And then finally, grab that second screen. IndyCar is on NBC with the Long Beach Grand Prix 30 minutes later. So, it is a great weekend on NBC, all of that, their, their platform, network platforms. Um, I can't wait for it. Obviously, I'm going to be tied up, uh, tied up Saturday, but um, uh, I, will be, I will be sitting on the couch having a beverage for sure, maybe, maybe some Monster Energy uh, uh, Sunday. But I'll, quick, um, quick thing about Atlanta for me before we get out of here is um, that's where I got my first pro win. It was 1997. Um, really, really fun. And then another memory that sticks out to me was 2005. I passed Chad twice. I, I passed him once. Then I fell down in the corner after the finish line and I passed in and I, but I passed him in the same spot twice. And it was similar to that first turn um, situation that they had this week. What, what, what's, what's a couple of your favorite memories from ATL? Uh, well, I, I was just got informed that, uh, I think I only have one win at, um, Atlanta and, uh, and then I have, um, another one where I went over the bars and, and shoved the tailpipe full of dirt bike wouldn't start. So I always loved Atlanta only because, uh, well, big reason why is, is they sell the stadium. Well, at yeah. the time when I was racing, it was downtown Atlanta. Um, I know it's different now, but yeah, fans in Georgia, Florida, that area, they, they bring in like, a, I mean, I think the Atlanta stadium was 80,000 and, and they would pretty much sell it out. 
And uh, it, there's nothing like racing against. I know, I know 40 is great. That's all good. But when you sell out a stadium and you get the crowd involved, so that, that was always, always a, a good memory of going and, and, and looking up opening ceremonies. Uh, and, and you look at everybody and they're just that the whole stadium is full. And uh, that's that's probably one of my greatest memories is, is seeing is being able to sell out a stadium. I'm no Taylor Swift or nothing, but I you know we're close. We're close. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was pretty much sold out like all the times you were racing there. So you it, it was close. But uh, RV, I know you're on spring break with the kiddos. We're gonna let you. Uh, we're gonna let you get out of here before we do that again. Uh, thanks, United Motorsports. Uh, we appreciate you, Boxo USA, Quadlock. Remember to. Uh, Check it out. It's going to start early. Race Day Live, 9.30 a.m. Eastern. That's that, that's early. You're going to have your coffee. I know you will. That's right. uh, remember to uh, make sure you check us out. Motorsports on NBC YouTube page or Peacock. We're on Peacock as well. And then wherever you uh, download your, your, your favorite podcast, make sure that uh, you like and subscribe and, and, and check us out. Download us. Hopefully you're enjoying everything that, that we do. We sure love sharing your insights and um, RV. Like I said, enjoy yourself. All right, I will be, I will be. Yeah, ha have fun and we will see everyone next week. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see, so, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Save big money on everything for your spring projects at Menards. We have all of your garden and landscaping essentials. Master Garden Premium Garden Soil contains a slow-release fertilizer that feeds gardens for up to nine months. It produces better results and is ready to use for all your gardening needs. Save big on Menards' great selection of garden and landscaping products. Compare brands in-store or online at Menards.com. Save big.